Welcome to this VIT podcast. This is the first in a series where we talk to teachers in the workplace about their work. My name is Damien Cowell. In our first podcast, I'm talking to Catherine Coetus, who's a teaching and learning leader at Bayside Secondary College Senior Campus in Paisley. I asked Catherine about a range of topics, including what professional learning she's been recently undertaking, how it relates to her classroom practice, advice for CRTs, and special needs professional development. I guess when I think of professional development, I kind of put it into two different categories. There's the professional development that you seek externally, whether that's going to a workshop or or reading a professional reading or or something like that. But there's also the professional development of within your school, um, working working with your colleagues and, and your team. So I think that's professional development as well. I think they're both as important as each other. So as for external PD, something I'm currently doing is a BASTO course. So it's leading pedagogy and it's looking at current evidence-based practice, identifying needs in your setting and applying that to actually see growth and improvement that is relevant to your school. So it's over the course of um, February to August, so right in the middle of it at the moment. And I think it's been useful. We've gone as a team, so there's four people from this campus So it's a really big commitment from the the college. And I think because there's a team of us going, because we're learning and able to apply it, that not not only are we improving our own practice in our own classrooms, but we're actually hopefully going to see a campus-wide effect because of that investment there. So it's it's really exciting. It's it's current, cutting-edge practices, but they're also just... It's not reinventing the wheel. They're practices that, that make sense. They're practices that are teaching and learning practices. So we're focusing on formative assessment and feedback from the students to the teacher and from the teacher to the students. So it's it really is the you know the bread and butter of teaching. Is that yeah. um, applicable because you're in a leadership role, or would it be um, useful for teachers? I think at any... because I'm in a leadership role, it's it, it's. I've got that position to be able to organise that so everybody can can benefit from it. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and I think this particular course probably would be aimed at a leadership role. Um, but if we've got PLT structure here and everybody... So it's that trickle-down effect through, through that. So everybody's... Um, I suppose benefiting from it and and that's part of our, our um, implementation plan. Right. Yeah. Okay. Can you give an example of how you have applied? Have you been able yes. to apply it? In, yeah. In- so we're we're halfway through this, um, and it really is going to probably be an eighteen month thing if we're realistic. Mm. If we want to see big results, uh, so we're looking at two high impact strategies. We're looking at space versus mass practice. So because we're at a senior campus, uh, we're trying to avoid that danger of placing all of the emphasis on the SACs 
and, you know, that almighty sack results. So identifying that backward planning approach of, well, what are the skills we need to know that our students are efficient in or they have deficits in and spacing those skills out throughout a course. Students have opportunities to get feedback on that. Teachers use that as feedback to then plan accordingly as well. So that's one strategy. Mm. Um, and then the next strategy which we're working towards is self-reported grades. So building our teachers with the skills to support their students to be able to look at their own work yeah. and know where to go to from there. So that's what we're mainly focusing on. Okay. Yeah. Um, and are there any other examples of other kinds of um, PD you've done recently? Um, yeah, look, I always call every time I meet with my teaching team. So if I'm a Year 12 English teacher, every time I meet with my Year 12 uh, team members, I call that PD. So if we're meeting to write a rubric, if we're meeting to plan the next area of study, if we're moderating an essay, I call that PD. Uh, and I actually think they're one of the most valuable PD sessions that I'm always part of. So learning with and from, from my colleagues, I just don't think that can be underestimated. Mm. So I, that's, that's ongoing. Yeah. It's something that occurs with the teachers investing in that time and valuing that time and, and making that time. But for me, that's always the PD that I walk away from and say, wow, I now have strategies to apply to my classroom. I'm going to reflect and actually maybe tweak this and do this differently next time. So for me, I always go to that, well, who do I have around me, where I am? So not always having to seek that externally. You've already talked a little bit about this, mm. that, that it's um, important to go from what you, what you read, what you mm. hear or see to make that next step, isn't it? Um. Yeah, and look, a PD, whether it's external or, or working with your colleagues, can only be so effective if you change your practice or mm. if you trial something. And you might very well trial something and you don't see the impact that, that you were hoping to. Um, I wouldn't give up then. I would... I would perhaps make a variation of that or try it with another class yeah. or in another setting. Um, but the importance of any PD is that you actually do have those takeaways and it might have been trying everything yeah. um, but at least trying to change that practice but I think the key to that is planning for it. <laughs> it won't happen. You need to plan for that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Great. Um, and did you access extra info to support your learning? Is there extra? Yeah. Do, do you have to do research or? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and look, there, there is so much uh, supplementary material out there for teachers that it can be quite overwhelming. Um, look, our, our principal has, has been amazing. So if we ask for any professional um, readings, he will order those for us. So for me, I like to have... I suppose it's those those reputable researchers in, in the education system and, and trying to at least have something to, to ground us because it can just be too much. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, definitely there's been that supplementary. So knowing Hattie's research, understanding that, how can we use Pollock's research and high-yield strategies to complement that and work together with that? Um, how can we use Maisano's um, high-impact strategies as well and, and really making sense of that for your own school setting? Mm. Otherwise, it, it just is that. It's just theory. So trying to say, well, how can this work for, for my students' needs? How can this work for my subjects? How can this work for, in my case, the teachers that I work with as well and that I support? So 
there is a lot. It's knowing where to look and knowing how to use it as well. And I suppose that that takes time, but there's always people in a school that you can go to and, and ask, hey, what should I be looking for? Can you direct me? What would you do with this? Have you seen this? Mm. And I think that's a really big part of, of this profession, that, that collegiality and, and teamwork there. Speaking to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So would you have any advice for a CRT mm. who doesn't have that um, Yeah, look, you know, I often see system. CRTs and it has crossed my mind so many times of that could potentially be a really lonely world yeah. there for the CRT. Um, and the CRTs who we see coming on a regular basis are the ones who are going into the staff rooms asking for, for help, asking just those silly questions, asking for, for guidance. And, and I think that's all I would recommend is that they just need to be really proactive with seeking other, other teachers out. And we all look busy, but teachers are very good at stopping and, and helping people yeah. as well. So I think that, that's what I would definitely yeah. say. Don't keep to yourself really trying to interact with the other teachers. Have you got any examples of special needs yeah. PD that you've done? A lot of this, I'd say, would be internally. So we have an in-house PD structure. So once a term, we have teachers from our, our own college who conduct uh, formalised PD to our staff. So it'll be on our meeting schedule. And in our campus meetings as well, there'll be um, PD worked into that too. So something that our uh, school has been working quite heavily towards is supporting students with individual learning plans and part of that is being able to identify student needs but also strategies that the teacher can do to support those students. So for me, I think it's how to support students with individual learning needs and we've done a lot of work on goal setting for those students. So trying to understand, well, what can they do? What is that zone where we can then stretch those students and, and individualising that and creating goals for them and then from there those strategies so that's really been on, on a campus level and, and knowing our students uh, and, and what they can do so that's been a very internal process for us with, with that PD uh, and for us it's been a lot of students on the autism spectrum We've had external PD come to us and, and workshop in, in, campus, in campus meetings, but then we've needed to work with that understanding afterwards. Mm. Otherwise, mm. It, it you know sits there. As we said before, it only works if you then um, apply and, and, and work through PD afterwards. Mm.